powered up. We have had to conform to a certain social game. And so we are in a constant state of competition. In terms of that competition, we can, of course, lose place. And in that sense, make mistakes. This is the secret. You can't make a mistake. Welcome, everybody, to Friends of Failure. I'm your host, Sam, and this is my co-host, Megan. hey And I'm super-duper excited to introduce you guys to uh, myself and Megan. We're doing another one-on-one EP, as the kids would say, or episode or podcast. Yeah. Or... I don't think they say that. <laughs> you know, the problem is I, I always joke about this is what the kids say. I don't know any kids or what they say, so... You're just making you know, it up. <laughs> I'm just I'm just lying to the whole world uh, about what the kids are saying. <laughs> wow. Um, hey, so <laughs> yeah. Hey, all right, and we're off with that. Like Sam's just a liar. Megan, how are you today? Uh, I know I know you're you're in H Town. I am in H Town. I'm in my childhood home. There's a baby picture of my dad back here. I'll decide if I'll, I blur it out. I don't know if he needs to be anonymous. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm back here to my brother's having a baby. Well, he's not physically having a baby. His, his wife is, but <laughs> there's a baby in the mix and I'm on standby. So it's funny because I feel like it, it was necessary that you clarify that it wasn't, in fact, your brother um is it pooping out a baby like that's how babies that's how happen right you yep. you poop them out mm-hmm. yeah it's just i wouldn't know i've never done it before but i i'm pretty sure i have a pretty solid understanding of how <laughs> all that works i've been told it's like an upset tummy and you just poop it out <laughs> that easy <laughs> or just, hard, I don't know. <laughs> oh man you're in the you're in the bathroom just screaming to your significant other we had a baby they're like i'm sorry what and you're like i just pooped it out you look right <laughs> dude if, if that's how if that's how that all worked as a species i know it would be normal because we'd all be doing it but god if that just if that just changed overnight and that's how it all of a sudden worked i'd be done that was it that that'd be the well i would email i would elon uh i would email elon musk and be like hey man sign me up for that little mars mission that you're talking about (laughs) get me out of here (laughs) hey hey look best case scenario the rocket doesn't make it out of the atmosphere and you know that's taken care of or worst case (laughs) yeah worst case i go to mars and we're definitely not populating because i'm going to convince everyone on the on the shuttle (laughs) there will be no pooping on this space flight okay (laughs) zero no chance i'm pretty sure we joked about a poop episode in the pre-planning and here we are (laughs) full circle all right well now we have to explain that so people don't use their imaginations um yeah you are 100 right uh so what we what our topic for today is is how kind of the journey of health and the failures that we come across so i i definitely wanted to speak on to some of my failures and and my fitness journey. Um, And if you're watching this, you can tell that I have this like beautiful glowing hue to my face. Uh, You know what? I'm just going to show anybody that's watching this right now. Look, look at this. 
Oh my god. Farmer's tan. That's all yeah. we have to say. Yeah. Yeah, dude. So I um you know, I I I messed up and I uh I got I got sunburned. I knew I was going to be outside on Saturday, but I didn't know I was going to be outside that long and it was overcast, which I think also made it worse. You miscalculated. Um, yeah. A hundred thousand percent. The worst part about it is I'm pretty sure at one point my buddy was like, Hey, I'm pretty sure I have sunscreen. I was like, ah, yeah, I yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> yeah. Now I look like I'm from the movie Cocoon and my my face is coming off and I'm gonna be I'm gonna be young again. Um, but so anyway, we're talking about like, hey, how are we gonna record this episode? And it's like, yo, I I would love to kind of touch base on kind of like my my health journey. And it came from you know getting a sunburn. So it was like, all right, I'm let's kind of brainstorm where we're going to come from with that. And I was like, you know what? I I, I don't want to surprise you during the podcast. I'm just going to talk about how you I just have diarrhea. Yeah. yeah, I have diarrhea all the time. <laughs> Constant. And flow. yet, yeah, all all day. <laughs> uh oh, it's happening now. Um, yep, there he goes again. He's just lying about diarrhea and i'm gonna have to put some kind of disclaimer on this episode like constant diarrhea talk yeah yeah hey did you enjoy (laughs) did you enjoy all the episodes leading up to this one great skip this one next don't ruin that view but yeah super excited to be here uh i do think it's kind of cool how technology allows us to do that right like uh i know you've been able to work from home more oh yeah because of 2020 uh i've been fortunate enough to be able to work from home as well and now we're doing a podcast from home and it's like dope. everything's from home it's great everything's, i'm wearing pajama pants right now maybe you don't know <laughs> at, at least you're at least you're saying you're wearing pants i'm not even gonna like deny it you know God. <laughs> i haven't worn pants in weeks no, <laughs> No Just one's coming to check on like me. Cut into shreds in the corner. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just had like a celebration one day of like, I don't need pants. Like, it was a good time. <laughs> now I just don't know how I'm going to go get more pants. Oh, wait, Amazon, right? There you um, go. All solved. Yeah. But yeah, hey, for real, people wear sunscreen. It's not worth it long term. You'll, you'll definitely regret it. One of my friends... Uh, <laughs> He was like, holy moly. He was like, what happened? And I was like, man, I, you know, I just, I failed at adulting that day and I didn't put on sunscreen. And he was like, dude, he's like, look, I'm not here to lecture you, but he was like, I literally had to deal with like skin cancer at one point. And he was like, don't, do not mess around with that. He's like, I was one of the fortunate ones. And I was like, I feel you. And, you know, I, I, I know you kind of get it too. Right. Yeah. And it's like, you know, because we all want to believe like, oh, not me. But they're like, no, literally, that's Definitely what I thought, you. too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So if you're on a health journey of any sorts, just, just be aware, skin. man. Your skin is your largest organ or whatever they like to say to freak people out. Yeah. It's gross. It's called the epidermis. All right. Okay. Oh, oh God. All right. All right. You start using science words. <laughs> the the leg bones right? connected to the elbow. Yeah. No, same. It's not connected to the elbow. What are you talking about? The sternum's connected to the kneecap. No, wait. Um, <laughs> so, like, I, I've mentioned it before. Uh, at least I think I have that. I eventually decided a few years back that I wanted to pursue something 
fulfilling in my life because I I was doing on and off jobs after the after the Marine Corps, trying to just figure out like where I belonged after doing that. Yeah, that thing. Thing doing the experience, you know, and I had a great time, but started with school. I was like, man, I need a, I need a break from this. I, I wasn't ready for it. I, I didn't even know why I was going to school other than like, I that, felt like I should. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't disagree with it. Like if you can go to school and yeah. you're capable of keeping yourself in the zone, like you should do that probably. But I was like, nah, man, you know, I jumped around from different corporations and so many different variety of jobs. And I just was so underwhelmed with life and uh it was depressing uh i'm sure there would be people that would be like no it wasn't that life was depressing you were depressed and i'm like well could have fooled me (laughs) um but so i got to a point where i was like you know what like f it you might as well take a chance on yourself and i was like i've always enjoyed the gym It, it was a big part of my life uh it was something that i definitely didn't stop after getting out of the marines and so i took a chance on myself and pulled it off i became a personal trainer and you know, it's interesting because I've had conversations with people where they're like, Hey, I want to utilize you as a resource. And I'm like, great. Like that is why I'm here. I want to help people personal trainer or not. Like if I can even give you a small insight of the direction you should go, then like, I would love to provide that. But what's funny is that sometimes I think people, you know, they didn't meet me till after I was a personal trainer. So they just assume I was always a personal trainer. Like I was always in great shape. And like, dude, I worked out in high school and I worked out my chest. I ran uh, at least two to three times a week and I did forearms and biceps. Like any day that I could get my, get the time to do it. I was like, that's the only thing that mattered. Do like a little bit of squats, a little bit of leg press, run your heart out, biceps and chest. And, uh, and I wasn't even doing it right. Like what do you mean there's multiple parts of the chest? And so like, it's really funny to take the time to reflect on that of, I didn't know what I was doing. I'm grateful that I I had that kind of humble beginning of, at least I knew what weights were. Um, but when I got to the Marines, man, they were like, dude, you're five, seven and you weigh like a buck 45. Like how the, they're like this pack that we're going to make you carry weighs over half of you. Like, what are you going to do here? Like you need to go to the gym. And I'm like, yeah, dude, let's do it. And then they're like, what are you doing? I'm like, running and arms and chest. And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah. They're like running arms and chest. Wow. Wow, buddy. And and so I, I was very grateful that, you know, they, they were teaching me how to do that. But even then, you know, you have to have like these building blocks. And it's so funny how I didn't ever really worry about what I was eating because I didn't really have any issues that relied on that relied on being solved by diet. Right. So like if I wanted to just drink Mountain Dew like it was water, there was no problem with that. Yeah. Yeah. I legitimately look back horrified of how did I not get diabetes or have I been living with like a small case of diabetes my whole life? Because probably, but I kept I kept the company Mountain Dew alive. I think most men have done that at some point in their life. It's a similar trend. Yeah. 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 they got a sponsorship, I, it didn't go well, and now they, you know, have diabetes. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the the scene in Fight Club where the character Bob that you meet at the beginning is talking about how like he was juicing and he was like competing, like body 
bodybuilder or whatever and like his whole life went downhill eventually because like you can't do it forever (laughs) yeah you can't you can't drink mountain dew forever at some point you gotta face the music you know and i only have one mountain dew gotta cut it down instead of three a day (laughs) yeah they're like oh i only have one mountain dew a day they're like oh okay and you're like yeah i mean those two liters are cheap and like dude that lasts all day (sighs) yeah i didn't really have it that bad but it's probably pretty close um can't do it dude every once in a while i'm like i want a nostalgia and i'll i'll do like a shot of mountain dew and i'm like vomiting because my body's like yeah dude (laughs) this is not good for you man um but you you know it's it's like funny because i i'm able to talk about that and and the thing is is you know let's say you drink mountain dew every day for 25 years of your life one day you can go hey i want to stop you know, I had family members that used to like smoke cigarettes or whatever. And one day they were like, maybe what's funny is maybe they weren't even stopping it for health reasons. They were like, I'm not going to spend money on this anymore. Yeah. I mean, whatever reason works, but it's sometimes not health. Yeah. <laughs> it's not right. the driver. Yeah. And, and so, you know, I, I just think it's, it's interesting to kind of ponder on because um, when I got into personal training, I learned things about people that taught me about myself. And then, you know, they learn things from me where even if you have quite a bit of similarities of your journey, it's so different and unique to the person and their, and their mindsets and their, their goals. Yeah. And then with health, like it's extremely unique to your body type and your mental state and all of that, but then also like what you're predisposed to, which you have no control over. And Mm -hmm my perspective is health is always taken for granted like you don't even think about it when you're young because you have it like it's just kind of part of life and then the first time it's taken away you're like oh that really sucks that's that's not cool and then you're like better you get back to something or at least in my experience and then you forget about it you're like ah whatever it's fine and then yeah. it gets taken away again. You're like, fuck, I remember this feeling and it, how awful it was. <laughs> like whether that's just, you know, physical health or like an illness or something like that. No one really thinks about it until it's right in front of them, you know? And yeah, <sighs> dude, dude, you're hundred percent right. And here's something that's funny to me about it. I, I've had people like, I've, I've talked to people about like life insurance before. Right. And it was like, look, dude, I'm, I don't, I don't have the money or I don't want to spend the money on something that when I die, it goes to, you know, whatever it goes to. And they're like, okay, cool. But like, how are you protected if you get sick one day? And I'm like, you know, I have like insurance with work or whatever. And they're like, no, man. I mean, like, what are you going to do if you get cancer? And immediately you're like, I'm not going to get that. Yeah. But then, but then they're like, yeah, dude, no one plans on getting cancer. And, and then you like sit there for a second. And I think about all the people in my family that have gotten cancer obviously some of them were like smokers or whatever it was they're drinking way too much Mountain Dew and it's like you know (laughs) but but so the point is is that you know it's really easy to go like hey not me you know and so like we do these things where we're like "Ah," you know have you ever talked to anyone that's like like you you learn about them whether they're like a co-worker or a friend or whatever and you find out that they're lactose intolerant and then like then they'll sometime go later, in front of you. Sometime, yeah. yeah, sometime later, they're drinking a glass of milk in front of you and you go, aren't you like, aren't you <laughs> like, this yeah. they're, and they're like, like, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, Sam, you remember how you were talking about how people poop out babies? 
Oh my gosh. Um, I, I've had friends that are like that and like, they know it's going to fuck them up and they set themselves up for failure. They're like, it's fine. I'm going to, I'm going to have this cheese and then I'm going to be on the toilet for like five hours. Yeah. Later. <laughs> we can zoom guys. It'll be fine. You don't have to be in the bathroom. We can still hang out or like, uh, like I, I know multiple people that they're allergic to chocolate, but it's not severe enough that like their throat swells up and they die. They just like break out in hives and you're like that seems horrific and they're like it's only about like a two and a half hour reaction <laughs> it reminds me of uh there's a broad city episode where they go to like a nice restaurant and get lobster and alana's allergic to fucking lobster <laughs> and she just keeps eating it without saying that and she's like i have my EpiPen. it's fine and then just blows the fuck up <laughs> she's like it's worth one of it. my favorite episodes <laughs> And then they have to like heroically carry her out. It's fucking amazing. But yeah, that level kind of. Broad, Broad City is a is a very unique show uh, and it is not for everyone. Um, but that friendship that they share is just so beautiful. Yeah. And in that episode, you know, it's funny because you you probably go, there's three types of people that watch that show. The people that are like, this is a train wreck. Thank God I'm neither <laughs> one of these people. There's the... Uh, what are the two names? It's Alana and Alana and uh, Abby. Yeah, Abby. Yeah. So it's like, like me. I think I was like, man, I, like I want to be free to spirit. Yeah. yeah, I want to be free spirited like Alana. And it's like, but the reality is, is I'm Abby. Where I'm like, hey, look, dude, like you're allergic to shellfish. You shouldn't be eating that. And like in the episode, she literally says like her logic of like, well, I have my epipen yeah and and i know how to ride the line and then whenever i cross it <laughs> you know epipen <laughs> dude fucking abby stabs herself <laughs> i forgot about that part we're just describing dude. a tv show episode <laughs> hey we're changing lives here but it, you know so like the the thing that's interesting about it is it's funny because we know people that have done it or we do it ourselves right like I, I i'm trying to come up with my example thankfully i'm not really allergic to anything um mine is like uh acidic food it'll fuck me up real quick but i love coffee so that's like you know the worst possible option it's pretty acidic <laughs> it's pretty bad uh so i've definitely got myself in scenarios where normally i have one cup a day maybe two but there's some days where it's like three or four and then that's when my body's like, yo, bitch, this is not going to work. Like, we're about to serve you papers. <laughs> Everything's going to hurt from like your stomach to your throat. It's not going to be good. Uh, and then I just keep drinking that fourth cup. <laughs> like, okay. Uh, and hate myself for like two days afterwards. But yeah, I think we all have our thing that we know will fuck us up, but we feel like the cost, the health cost is fine. So we were like, that's all right. I'll put up with it. But in reality, like the worst case scenario of that is I burn out my fucking esophagus because I have acid reflux. So bad. And I'm like a hypochondriac, like deep down. I try to keep it hidden as much as I can. But I, I research stuff to that point of like, if I keep doing this, what is it going to do? And then WebMD is like, you're going to die yesterday. Like you're basically dead. Right now. Yeah, you've and, already done effed up real yeah. bad. Yeah. And then I'm like, okay, great. Gonna keep doing it maybe a little more and then go see a doctor. <laughs> and then it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. I, this is going to be a really interesting segue because I, I didn't want to just talk about physical health, but I think like, I think there are three things that everyone should focus on 
to try to find a balance and balance is kind of an illusion because it's always fluctuating and flowing yeah. depending on your priorities right especially priority of action but so growing up i was a little bitch like i could not even my dad would put tabasco on something i'd be like i have to leave the room it's too spicy in here like I was that kid. Uh, obviously, hopefully that's an exaggeration. You'll I'm never know. I'm still that kid. No, I'm still that kid. <laughs> well, I don't know what happened other than becoming a glutton for punishment. Maybe part of it was the conditioning of the Marines and like where I was at in my life at the time. But I met up with a bunch of coworkers uh, when I worked at AT&T and I sat down with them uh, and they ordered like a appetizer kind of plethora plate platter thing. And so there was ghost pepper mango wings. I don't know why I was like, ah, I'm going to try it. I either, they were like, oh, come on, dude. And I was like, I don't do spicy. And they're like, ah, come on, dude. So I did, dude, I, I used to go once a week for a long time and I would go get a plate of ghost pepper wings and ghost pepper mango. They were sweet and spicy and I eat them. Well, my body, my body wasn't super, um, it never had conditioning for spicy food. And so like, I can, I, I mean, I start sweating and like, you know, my stomach is on fire, depending on how hot I eat, uh, which I've only taken it to the limit like three or four times. You know, my body doesn't react well to it. Like, I don't think it's going to kill me, but like I legitimately suffer because it's just it. right. So what's funny to me is that I keep doing it because I'm like, it's not going to kill me, but I don't really know what's going on on the inside. And I definitely can tell you as bad as it is going in, it's super bad going out. And it's, 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 it's enough that my body is like, yo, dude, this isn't okay. And I'm like, yeah, dude, more cayenne pepper. Like, dude, I, I've taken it as far as eating. Um, I've never like eaten a ghost pepper itself, but I've like done actual, like, yeah, yeah. Like I've done some pretty hot things. Like I'll never forget a buddy of mine uh, bought me pain 100%. It's a hot sauce know. that you can buy. Yeah. And it tastes like metal. Um, some, some hot sauces do that mm, where like whatever yeah. they have to use. Oh, so good. It tastes like a penny. <laughs> when I tried it for the first time, I almost panicked because my brain's reaction was, Oh shit. What have we done? As if it was like, this is, this is pretty bad pain, not only all over your mouth and lips, but it's going into your body. Like you've swallowed it was this substance. Of, yeah. So what's interesting to me, weird segue is like with mental health, I think we do the same thing. We're like, this isn't going to kill me, but we definitely pay consequences. And one of them is yeah. I love, I love metal music. I probably, I was probably exposed to it a couple of times before, but somewhere around 2012, 2013, I heard a song. I remember the moment very clearly. It was actually Thyard is Murder had a song come out called Reign of Darkness. They had a music video. My brother sent me a link. It was like, check this out. And it was like late, I was in Okinawa, Japan, like in my little barracks room, whatever. And I was like, yo, what is this? And, you know, so I looked up the lyrics because, you know, it's metal music. It's like, rah, rah, rah. and I I resonated at the time with, with the lyrics and just the, the feeling of it and the whole experience. Listened to it several times. And then I was like curious to check out the album. And then I started trying to find other things that I could enjoy where I think that relates is that, yes, I enjoyed it. Yes, during certain parts of my life, it actually made me feel maybe less crazy or maybe like the the internal feelings that I had, like I wasn't it's alone. Like because outlet, there are people, a little bit, yeah. There are, people, there are people that are creating art, if you call music art, that would resonate with someone who's going through stuff or who 
is looking at the world from a darker perspective, right? Yeah. And the thing is, is as I've worked on myself, especially as of late, say the last two years, three years, I still enjoy metal music. Like it, it gets me fired up to like, let's pick up some heavy weight. Like let's go to that, you know, primal place where like, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to do it. Right. Like <laughs> I'm going to pick up 120 pound dumbbells and people are like, why are you doing this? And I'm like, I have no other reason other than I want to. And then Backed out, yeah. you know, my, my ears are bleeding because I'm listening <laughs> to death metal. Right. But when you really take the time to acknowledge the truth of the things that we're ingesting consciously and subconsciously, a lot of death metal has shifted to where I'm going to stop saying death metal. A lot of metal music has shifted, whether it's really extremely heavy or on the lighter end, where they do talk about more like empowerment and more of like break out of the system. And, and the system could be like working the nine to five, or it could be like the, the depression or the issues that you're dealing with from a traumatic experience or whatever it is. Or it could be like, hey, you should kill yourself. And and like that's a dangerous sound, thing to listen right. to over and over again. Yeah. It, it literally sounds comical. Like I want to chuckle at that, but it's the real, like the serious side of it is is there's there's music out there that I'm like, dude, the instrumental aspect of it is mind-blowingly awesome. But when you realize that it's like, I never wanted to be be alive, I'm I'm actually attracted to the idea of like exiting this place at my own hand. There's nothing wrong with listening to that, but it's affecting you. Yeah, like when- even if it's subconscious and just a sidebar, like I went into a record store a few weeks ago and they also sell like vintage posters and stuff. And I was talking to the guy and, t- you know, I was going to get some new posters for my place. And he's like, yeah, I, I needed to redecorate mine because I just had all these horror, like dark posters and I noticed it started to have an effect on me. Like, I really like that stuff. I like horror, but I was getting depressed just, just like being at home because it was too dark and he needed to like change some of it out. And yeah, like if you're surrounded by only one side of the spectrum, then like you said with music, if you're listening to that song on a loop, it's eventually going to affect you. So, even if so you're like- trying to, yeah. So think about all the people that are like, oh, well, Sam, I don't listen to metal. Like, you're a crazy person. Like, bah. I mean, even if you turn on the radio, think about how many songs are just like, oh, my God, we broke up. And like, I can't deal with this. Like, it's all over. And people are like, it is all over. Even if they're not in a breakup. Yeah. They're just like, they're it is crying to it. Yeah. <laughs> and and my point is, is like, I'm not going to. I feel like I should sometimes. But the, the reality is, it's just like a person that you know, my, my parents smoked and like, it's fine. Like, I don't care. They grew up in a different time, whatever. And the thing is, is that, um, people, it's very easy for them to be like, that's a really bad vice, but it's like, dude, if I ate mad amounts of Twinkies every day, that sugar and all that, that junk would like make me sick over time. Yeah. But nobody's going to tell me like, Hey dude, you need to put down the Twinkie. They're, they're just going to be like, they're a danger you know, to everyone around you. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. Like, like nobody's really being affected by me eating Twinkies. Right. There's no secondhand Twinkie effect. Right. <laughs> that we know of, but they're, they're just gross. <laughs> I know. Right. <laughs> There's going to be a study and people are like, if, if your friends are eating Twinkies, get out of there while you can. And, and so my, my point is, is that, you know, even, even on the times when I'm trying to eat really healthy, I still allow myself to go get like a scoop of ice cream, right? Like it's all moderation. And so I look at that the same way with like some of the TV shows that I like, where 
you know, I really enjoyed the horror genre, especially during that time where everything was doom and gloom. I felt at home when you come out of that, you're like, all right. Like you watch the new Texas Chainsaw Master movie and you're like, okay, like I see what they're doing there. And you appreciate because of how much you know about the horror genre, like you can appreciate what they did in terms of making a film. But I also can tell that like later that night after watching it, I went to sleep and dreamed about some guy running around with a chainsaw. Like, Yeah. Yeah. And I had this problem during the pandemic where, I mean, like when I was in more of a depressive, like kind of, you know, not fun. Trash at home. Yeah. You know, that, that whole purgatory, I couldn't watch like dramatic TV at all anything that was a drama or that had like death and violence which normally wasn't a big deal like i could not sit through more than one episode because it would just put me in this state of mind even like peaky blinders or something like that i was like i can't watch a marathon of that anymore because it gets too intense and then i'm just at home thinking about Tommy Shelby fucking murking some people. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's uh it's it's one of those things where you know I, I don't want to be like for some people having this conversation, just a realistic conversation about what are we consuming and how is it affecting us. I'm the Debbie Downer. Like, why are you trying to ruin my party? Like I enjoy like um during two things about like quarantine was one thing is we had all this time. Breaking Bad was on there, so neither one of us had seen it, even though it had been out for like 10 years or whatever. We binge watched it. There was one day that we watched it for like four or five hours, and I remember feeling kind of like more gloomy because like that story isn't badass. It's super sad. It is, and like that's one where he had watched it. I hadn't watched it, and I think I only got three or four episodes in. I was like, I can't. I just can't Mm -hmm. do it. Like it it's a really good show, but I mentally cannot. And I think it's okay to like call it quits on that kind of stuff. If you don't have the headspace to be around that music, that movie, that TV show, then don't force yourself to, you know, watch five to 10 hours of it. (laughs) Yeah. One, one that I've had conversations with, like, especially with my military buddies is, you know, I tried to go to school immediately as I got out. So I went into the Marines like air quotes late. Uh, I turned 22 in boot camp. Well, when I got out, I was about 26, almost 27, I guess. And so I was around a bunch of like 18, 19, 20, you know, there were a couple of people that were in my situation too. So like, whatever, but I would hear people talk about like the Punisher. Uh, and you know, Netflix had the, the Punisher show come out, um, sometime after I got out and I was going to school at that time. And I remember people being like, Oh yeah, man. Like, it would be so badass to be whatever. And it, it's like, Hey dude, I, I get it. Like the, the dream or whatever, whatever it is that you're talking about. But what was interesting is kind of when you really thought about what the character was and what that show was portraying is like, this is a guy that is one, he had developed PTSD from, you know, war or whatever it was. And, and maybe he was fine with it, but the story is, is like this guy Developed a skill set, utilized it, whatever. But then uh, legitimately his family ends up murdered and he snaps and goes on literally a, a, a rampage of, yeah. of murder. And so it shouldn't be glorified. Yeah. 
I get how like it's entertaining and I get how like yeah did I watch it you 100%. don't want to see the character like that's my point that's the like, difference the, the the falsehood of like you really don't want that it's glorified as a show because it needs to be appealing to watch it but you really don't want that and like once you acknowledge it you go okay like when I'm watching this I need to just be aware of the thin line of like recognizing its entertainment and not some weird like bloodlust fantasy with that being said whenever i started to i still watch horror movies but i'm i'm very specific about the ones i want to watch it's more psychological usually and i'm more curious about how did they write it how did how were they able to portray it into film or cinema or whatever you want to call it but then you're like okay well i won't watch horror anymore dude you can find it in sitcoms you can find it in comedy uh dramas like whatever it is it it can be detrimental to you one way or the other. And yeah. it, it really freaked me out because during quarantine, you want to know what started popping up all over Netflix on like the top trending movies like Contagion. And there was a movie called Quarantine. Oh, I remember that. And it, it kept it, getting suggested. And I was like, why would I ever watch this during a panini? It was like, like that sounds yeah, yeah, it was like in 2009, they made a movie called Breakout. And you're like, well, what is that about? And they're like, everyone's got a flesh-eating disease. And it's, it's a, a pandemic. The yeah. <laughs> ben Affleck as a teenager saving the world. I'm like, Ben Affleck wasn't a teenager in 2010. They're like, shut up. It's a hard pass. Yeah. And all the like apocalyptic movies came up too. And I was like, I don't need that energy <laughs> right now. Right. I'm really going to take a hard pass there. And I, my like, quote unquote, toxic rebound of that has been, I'm in cartoons like hardcore right now. And I have been like the whole, just rewatched Adventure Time, like Steven Universe, all that good stuff. So literally like, I'm just taking the opposite approach and eventually I'll mix back in the other stuff. I like slowly have, but I, I think, I guess the overall message is knowing what that stuff is for yourself and recognizing it before you get into a deep dark hole because you binge watched some horror series i don't know one to name one i don't know any of it it's all uh, uh, have you ever said to someone like uh hey man how you doing and they're like uh i'm living the dream and they're like oh yeah because it seems like a nightmare and you're like all right well we're done talking here i've had that conversation in yeah in the office (laughs) yeah I, I think the point I'm saying is like, I'm not here to tell anybody what to do. It's just what's really interesting about any kind of journey that you try to approach, right? Spiritual, physical, or mental. I could find any TV show and figure out like, Hey, this is like, even with adventure time and Steven universe, I could watch that and be like, this is where it's messed yeah. up. And, and the catch is, I, I rewatched those shows and it was the first time Steven the Universe I've never seen before, but Adventure Time I watched as a kid or like a teenager, like bits and pieces. I watched the whole thing through as an adult and the end, like the storyline, you're like, well, now I'm sad. What the fuck? <laughs> like, this is a deep like ending. So it does get you like basically anywhere. So yeah. watch and- out. Don't watch TV. That's what we're saying. <laughs> Well, and that's, that's what was important for me at some point is I had to acknowledge that it wasn't just one area. It's just understanding yourself and understanding how you're what processing you things. Yeah. Well, like as you consume it, like as you're processing it, just being aware of making sure you're keeping the good things and, and being aware of the things that could be detrimental if you're not paying attention. Well, and and that's, that's really what's changed for me is my, my physical awareness is really crazy. Like this is going to be gross. 
but like I've literally gotten to a point because of my schedule sometimes where I have to eat dinner late, like 30 minutes before bed. And it's not a big deal to me, even though it's not bad guidance of like, don't eat right before bed, but it wasn't hurting me either because I'd have to wake up early and, and work out. So I would have those calories kind of there, but my stomach would still be full from eating. And I remember multiple times of becoming so aware of my body that I remember rolling over and I could feel the contents of my stomach shift, which is disgusting if you, especially if you take the time to think about it, but I never had that as a kid. You know what I mean? Like there'd be times I was like, oh, I'm really full, but then I just blocked it out. I stopped thinking about it. I didn't care. Well, you don't think about it till it's a problem, but yeah. It wasn't a problem. It's just like, you know, you or roll over and you're like. noticeable. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> can you imagine being a person that like, we all fart. I hate that people act like we don't have gas. <laughs> I hate that. It is a product. It is a product of the human condition. We will fart, right? You drink water, you're going to fart. But but like, can you imagine being someone that's so unaware of themselves that they're just like constantly just ripping ass at the office and everyone's like, cheese, cheese and rice, Clark, well, what are you like, doing over there? Think of someone that like, they have silent farts. Maybe they've never had an audible fart. So they think they can get away with it. And they like, they just don't think it smells bad, but they're killing everyone around them. Yeah. It happens at the gym all the time. They're just walking around like they own the place, just gassing us. And we're like, oh, my God. you're mid bench press. You're trying to do a PR and you drop a yeah. bar on your head. That's self-awareness. Yeah. That's a yeah. whole other thing. Um, dear God, how did we, how do we keep, we, we always we get back to we set, the, we set the, the precedence at the beginning of this uh, podcast. You all knew what you were walking you, into. You got what you got. Yeah. Um, and, and so what's interesting too, and we've touched on it before is that hustle hustling is not a bad thing like finding your grind and dedicating yourself to it and working on it is really good but you're out of your mind if you think 24 7 100 of the time non-stop don't take any breaks it's gonna it, it, even if it's bad for you if you're just really trying to achieve something in a certain timeline by all means but you need to have something to recover because yeah. that you are gonna like the human body has to rest and that's physically and body mind yeah i think the the mental one is the one i've had to work on like in the last few years a lot more of allowing myself mental rest and not just like staring at a tv mental rest but like go sit somewhere and like stare at a fucking duck pond or something like no brain cells no thoughts head empty like just like meditation yeah, I, I like to call it no thoughts, head empty, but perfect. <laughs> no, that's perfect. <laughs> because because you know, the thing about it is and I'm right there with you. Like I, I think it's really funny because as my friend circle, as my close friend circle changes and shifts, which naturally that's gonna happen to you, especially as you start growing and figuring out maybe pieces of yourself you never acknowledged before, or the fact that you aren't the person you were 15 years ago. Stop pretending like you're that person if you're not. Things will change you. Experiences will change you. And it's okay to change and it's okay to shift environments, right? And so as I started to go, man, I don't ever want to go back to that time where I, I'm grateful for it because it led me to a point where I asked the question of how do you make life fulfilling? I think that was literally the beginning of the journey that led me to the point of having a podcast, right? Um, the only reason we're here is because I became a, no. Sure. Um, <laughs> but you know what I mean, right? Where 
okay, well, like, how do I figure that out? And it was like, you know, you need to talk to people that have also figured that out. So, so the mind thing was super duper interesting because I started to realize things about myself that have always been there that are great things. I, I, I'm grateful that I'm that way. And I'm, I think that people in my life are grateful for it. But then when I acknowledged it, I was like, yo, dude, how are you going to sustain your life until you're like 85, hundred years old, where you want to be with all your friends all the time? And any chance that you get, you'll take it. Even if that means you're going to go see, let's say eight different friends, eight different situations, you're going to give them all of it, all your attention, all your energy. And at some point you're going to be completely and utterly depleted. And then you have no way or understanding or protocol for like, how do I recharge? And it's always been, I just push myself into the end of the day. And I hope to God I'm tired enough that I pass out. And usually if I don't dream, I don't really talk to anyone, but there's times that I'm talking to people in my sleep <laughs> and I'm, I, you know, I'm being funny there, but you see what I'm saying, right? Like, like we don't get taught in school about how to identify our identities and yeah, then yeah. and then what our skill sets are right i mean people joke about that all the time of uh i'm pretty sure i took a test i don't even remember what it said i was good at it probably said garbage man or maybe that was always the joke of like hey this is kind of roughly where your mindset would be at or where you'd be good at it and you're like dude i'm i'm 13 and you're gonna try to tell me this isn't the giver. You're not going to be like, all right, man, you're a trash man. Good luck. That's what you do. Now go. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, um, I, I, we've talked about it before. I think it's freaking wild that we decide even at 18, what we're supposed to do the rest of our life. Like that's kind of the general idea in our part of the world is at 18, you've decided it, you're going to go do it and then don't change it. Like that's, that's just fucking it. And I think we both unlearned that and you can do whatever you want, whenever you want, you, you know, the yeah. Same. yeah, my, yeah, my brother and I say it all the time. There are no rules, but you will pay consequences, whether they're good or bad. I'll tell you this. And, uh, you know, I, I'm not going to say her name or anything. I don't even know if she knows this podcast exists, but if she ever hears this episode, I'm pretty sure she knows who she is, but she literally, when I knew her in middle school, was like, I'm going to be a doctor and no shit. She's a doctor now. It yeah. took her, it took her half of her life. Right. But she did all of it and she is a doctor. And, you know, to me, like, that's what she wanted. She knew she wanted it. I mean, you, you know, those people that are like, well, what do you want to be little Jimmy? And they're like three and they're like, I want to be a firefighter. And then they do it. Well, I wanted, yeah, like I think about that though. I wanted to be a vet. Like that, that, that was my go to answer. I was like, I like puppies and like I'll be a vet. I think about it now and be like, that sounds awful. Like good for people that are vets, but for me and like my mental health, I could not. Like, well, it'd be hard, right? Cause yeah, there's a downside. They don't tell little children that go, I want to be a vet. So <laughs> when you get older, you're like, you mean I have to do that? And they're like, yeah. And then you're like, Mm, never mind. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's, there's the grave reality of any job, right? Like you want to be a firefighter to save people's lives and fight mm -hmm. fires, but you also have to deal with a lot of homeless people that get sick because you're also like a, a EMT, right. Or you have to deal with you can't save. Yeah. Right. Like they, you know, smoke inhalation and fires is wicked. Uh, I looked into it one time cause I read this story and I was like, geez, like, that fast and then the other thing is is how fast like 
all that smoke accumulates indoors. Yeah. Anyway, I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. It's horrific. Um, but you're you're 100 right. And you know the other thing too that's kind of crazy is that they're they're always kind of enticing you even at a young age to well, what do you want to what do you want to be what do you want to do? And um, I'm not going to go into extreme details um, about who or what or how it really affected me, but it's an example that I share with people now that I realize the importance of it, but even your own family could be the person that kills your dreams. And like, I remember being pretty young, probably pre middle school or like sixth grade area. I was young. It was sixth grade or less. And I remember being like, man, I want to be an Olympic runner. Like I love running. And I was a very hyperactive, very energized kid. And I was fast. Like I used to love playing you know, tag all the time. I, I have like a really fun memory, uh, which we all know memories are usually deceiving at a certain point. But when I was really young, I remember almost everyone on the, the playground yard were chasing me because I was like, none of you can touch me. <laughs> and I was fast. Um, fuck, boy. But then they, yeah, yeah, 100%. Like I was, I was the, I was the meme before the meme. Uh, and of course, they ganged up on me and beat me to a living pulp. And you yeah. know, I was in the hospital Real for, character. no, I'm kidding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, <laughs> they broke every bone in my body, um, but I used to be really fast. And so I was like, yo, dude, like how far could I take it? And like the dream aspect of it was like, dude, go be like an Olympic runner. And I'll never forget when the person said to me and where I was of like, well, it's a little late for that. Like you would have to start when you're like five. Yeah. And you tell, like, tell a child that, yeah, bro, like straight up. And I'll never forget that. I'll never forget the, the time that it was like, you know what I really want? I want to be a millionaire. And it wasn't because I was like, oh, I want a lot of money in a Lamborghini. I wanted to be the person that it was like, like, hey, mom, like the you never have to work. Yeah, bro. Hey, mom, you'll never have to work another day in your life. Hey, everybody come have Thanksgiving at my house. It's on me. Check this out. Like we all get a drone for Christmas, like whatever it was. Like I just wanted to yeah. be able to go money equaled freedom even when i was a kid and you know what they said oh yeah you, you know, there's no way you'll ever be able to accomplish that like that's not what we are and i was too young to understand that you know those are projections right and we're obviously coming off the topic of of health but where things really shifted for me is when i started reading books and started having information and the same thing that i was i guess all the way back to the hustle thing and the reason i brought it up was there have been times my brother you know, John had to go, well, hey, man, um, if, if you've been reading like hours and hours a day or listening to Audible for hours and hours a day and you're like, dear God, I need a moment. Like I need some like Britney Spears. Oops, I did it again. Like I just need some mindless music playing or some like <laughs> silence. Turn right? it all and off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Turn the book off. You don't have to be going 100 percent all the time. Um, but I mean, if you can push yourself and do it without, you know, breaking yourself or I guess ultimately like you ruining like, your life you have to be very honest with yourself is something else suffering because I'm doing this is or, it worth the sacrifice yeah yeah I mean there, not, there are people thing again yeah yeah there are people who are like yeah dude I I wanted to be a lawyer and like I had to study all the time because I'm an idiot and the only way I was going to do it is by repetition and they're like I make a lot of money and whatever but like I don't know my family I didn't watch my kids grow up and they had to sacrifice that to get to where they're going. A lot of people would tell you like, well, that's stupid. 
It depends you're on your here. dream and your goals. Yeah. You're, you're only here for a brief period of time. And I'll tell you this whole thing is just kind of, I was joking, say it's a simulation, but I think at the end of the line, whenever, you know, this, this meat suit or this Iron Man suit, mech suit, whatever I like to call it one day, you know, you blink, you get to see your whole life and you realize that it was just like a breath in the wind. And yeah. it's kind of a beautiful thing, man, because Oh, it's terrifying for me. We're on different ends of that spectrum. <laughs> but sure, a terrifyingly beautiful thing. But it, it's a good reminder of like, just do what makes you happy and decide what costs are worth that happiness. And that's in health I, and in dreams. Yeah. So I do want to touch on it just because, uh, you know, I meant what I said before of like the trifecta, if you will, of it's mind, body and soul. And so I say spirituality, but you know, I'm, I've, I've got, I've gotten the pleasure ever since I was a kid of people would invite me from school all the time to go to like their church. And my parents were cool enough of like, yeah, dude, like either we'll get you there or if they're cool with picking you up. And and I did, I got to experience so many different religions from so many different people and cultures. And I mean, I, I won't lie to you. I didn't understand. I, there were several times that I would be standing in a room full of people and be like, what are we doing? Like <laughs> what? And, and it wasn't a bad thing. I just really didn't understand uh, because yeah. there would be churches where everybody's like hands in the air and they're screaming and cheering and there's someone with a guitar and singing and people are having experiences. And I'm like, well, what does that mean? Like, why am I not feeling that way? Yeah. There's other times that I sat there for three and a half hours and I was like at a sermon and you're just, How long does this? yeah, <laughs> well, I didn't want to be rude, you know, but I, I, I never really had like a, uh, I guess a dedication Religious, or like, yeah, a devotion yeah. to a religion. Um, but I've been very grateful that I touched on all of it because I think they all kind of say the same thing in some form or fashion. I mean, even like books of, of Buddhism that I've read, it, it's ultimately like the answer is like loving people. And what's really funny about that is uh, I have a friend that I grew up with. I've known her since I was like four or five and she, she didn't even flinch. Hey man, I don't know what to do. First thing you need to do is figure out how to love all of it. Everything you're stuck in traffic. Love it. Right. And, and, you know, she makes a great point. And what I eventually figured out, you know, talking to people like her, reading these books and stuff is that we sometimes misunderstand things that we learn when we're kids that lead us to think it's selfish to love and have compassion for yourself. And so at the age of 34, uh, go me just made it there. Um, <laughs> at the age of 34, I'm still pretty unsure of how to make that a daily habit routine. I don't think any what it looks like. Though. It's not, it's a constant learning kind of thing. I, I would, I would agree with you. It's always like, I'm never going to have like a, well, I'm done learning how to be compassionate. I and I'm, I'm finished. That's right. <laughs> but there are people that maybe they learned it from their family or maybe they, they picked up on it early enough or whatever it is where they, they did learn how to do that. And for some reason I didn't, uh, or I didn't, I didn't know that there were things that I did for myself that were compassion because maybe I was taught that they were bad things when really, you know, there was just people shitting on me for a long time in my life. Um, and that's okay. Like you don't have to take it personally, but, um, you know, all, all I'm saying is, is that spirituality doesn't have to be religion, but it also can be religion for some people. Yeah, yeah. You know, you want to join a cult and drink the Kool-Aid and like whatever. 
Like you took it to an extreme. Not all religion is a cult, but yeah, you could drink the Kool-Aid if you wanted I'm, to. That makes I'm, you feel I'm, connected. Look, <laughs> I'm <man>. matching robe. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't understand how that happened. Uh, and I know there's documentaries and stuff, but I kind of avoid those because again, where I can watch a horror movie and be like, it's not real. It still affects me in a dark way. I can't imagine if I was watching documentaries about what was it in Waco when that happened? The Waco oh, whatever. Waco's one of like many. Waco is the more violent ending to a cult, but there's also with the guns and like, yeah, with the, the gun cult. Uh, but the Kool-Aid one, Jonestown was. That's the one. Yeah, that was the bad one. I've watched they, them all. That's that's the weird thing is I can watch true crime and like cult stuff all day. And then I'm like, I'm good. I can sleep at night. But like a Peaky Blinders fake like, dramatic show. I'm like, too much, too much to this fictional character. Yeah. It's, it's strange to see how we get conditioned and how we have these weird tolerances. Um, but if you dig deep enough, you know, you'll find answers because I, I think there's two things I, I really try to remind myself, maybe three things on, on a daily basis. Cause I really don't want to lose focus on it. It's like, be grateful every day, right? Your life doesn't have to be perfect. Is there such thing as perfect? No. So try to be grateful every day. And that's all three of them, you know? Um, I was like in my head, like, wait, did I miss? <laughs> No, um, I kind of lost my train of thought. I'm not going to lie to you. There's like a squirrel cult outside in this tree Speaking all morning. Cult. Yeah. Literally distracted me and I lost my train of thought. So that was going to be a really cool. I, I like how the, but... the trope for ADHD is like a dog seeing a squirrel and then like you literally have yeah. squirrels. <laughs> Welcome to my world, right? I think that's why I have such a connection with squirrels, guys, is like. I'm you get it. Yeah. Um. No, but but for real, the the grateful thing is real. There are no rules, but there are consequences, right? Like you don't have to confine yourself to anything. Like even if you're like, hey, I'm I'm a Baptist, and there there's obviously like a written word and like guidelines, but you still are unique as an individual. Like no matter how you experience God, whatever God is to you it's your relationship because oh that's what the third thing was is all the answers you're looking for are within you like i i know that to be true a lot of people would agree with me and i think where it gets crazy is it, it kind of depends on how you interpret it right of oh okay so you're going to solve this calculus problem sam the answers within you okay <laughs> well no i'm not good at math thanks i appreciate you putting that out on the podcast right um it doesn't mean that we don't need mentorship and we need help and whatever, but the things that you're seeking, you know, it's within you, right? You, because... It's self-work. Like you do need to, you can't, everything can't be external, like school or religion or something telling you what to do. You have exactly. to do something with that information and then do something for yourself. like your own, like uh, your story in a way. We all tell ourselves a story about our life. Like there's some facts, some is just a memory, you know, but you have to piece all that together and have an output basically. <laughs> like yeah. you have to have like, this is what I am because of this, this, and then all that shit stirred up. And then here we go. Yeah. I think when I had that 
honest, I, I've started practicing talking out loud to myself because it is a different kind of hit and acknowledgement whenever it's not just in your head. And when I had to acknowledge out loud to myself, maybe you really don't love yourself. And it's like, why is that? That was pretty painful, you know? And I did that to myself, but it, it allowed me to go, all right, well, like, let's process that. And I'm not saying um, therapy isn't necessary. Like I, I 100% think that it helps a lot of people, but, you know, there's also people like myself where I'm like, ah, I can't afford that right now. So I'm, I'm not going to spend the money. And it's an excuse not to go deal with that because I'm probably ultimately, especially in my subconscious, terrified of it. Absolutely terrified of it. Whatever. I'll deal with that later. <laughs> <laughs> The future but, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like when it gets real bad, right? Um, but you have you you have a, a point of you gotta at some point acknowledge what the actual brutal truth of yourself is and what do you really want because we're conditioned to try to fit. Um, and like with ADHD, one of the skill sets that you develop is like masking so that you can try to pretend like you're normal. Yeah. Well sometimes that worked and sometimes it really didn't because I was such a freaking weirdo that people were like, Oh my God, but I turned it into comedy. And then it was like, ha who's the joke now. Right. Um, <laughs> but everything, everything's always ever evolving and, and temporary. And, you know, you have a choice to look at how incredible that can be and how many opportunities you have in life once you start receiving them, or you can do what I did for a very long time. And I still do it sometimes where I don't mean it from a depressing doom and gloom place, but I'll be like, none of it really matters. So stop taking it so seriously. Well, just not letting it own you. Like it, it's not, right. it doesn't define who you are. Maybe it's a part of you, but it's not the whole right. thing. Yeah. But saying none of it matters definitely affects you and the people around you. Cause they're like, Oh, okay, cool. So like, I don't matter. <laughs> or like, what matters. <laughs> Choose right. what matters. Yeah. And, and it's all, Strangely enough, uh, you know, I don't feel this all the time, but it's all going to be okay. I mean, well, at one it's point, not okay, at, it's not the end because then you're dead and it's still okay if you're just dead. <laughs> right. It's a dark it, way to look at it, but someone said that to me at some point, like if it's not okay, it's not the end because it could be awful, but eventually... <laughs> if we're going to get real dark, it you're just not going to be there, which is also okay. Even yeah. though it's scary. Yeah. The, not the strangest, guy, like, right. Yeah. This, the strangest thing that happened because I did start focusing on spirituality and, and understanding whatever it is that it is that I, I like to call it like the essence of your being. Like I, I, in my brain, I picture it as a soul, but when I started thinking about that and like, okay, how do I try to understand my soul? And I read some books that talked about enlightenment. And then that led me to a path where I haven't like deep dived into it, but someone talked about their experience getting to the point of enlightenment and then realizing that enlightenment was just the first step of this whole other thing that no one ever even enlightenment is the thing that gets thrown around. Like, I think I, I, one time when I was younger said I, I was enlightened and they're like, you don't even know what that means. And when they pointed it out, I was like, Oh, I'm not enlightened. I have no idea what that is. I didn't know. And someone had the, you know, audacity to be like, Hey dude, like you don't know, I'm just going to inform you on that. <laughs> and it was really strange because then 
you know, people talk about the afterlife and we all kind of feel a certain way about certain things and whatever. But for the first time in my life, I went, there's something else outside of this. And then I went, okay, I'm going to close that door for a little bit. I'll touch base on that later. <laughs> I, I just Next time on Friends with Failure. Like, oh, God. <laughs> it, it was something that I think everything happens for a reason. So it, it happened. But I definitely uh, have a visual memory of me, you know, metaphorically walking up to this door and going like, no kidding. And I kind of like listened and went, okie dokie. And I shut the door and I took a few steps back. I might have even did a complete about face and walked the other like, direction nope. a little bit. Um, yeah, dude. I think we're going to have to name this episode Mind, Body, and Soul. Because it started out with body, but it's the full the full enchilada. Yeah. Well, and I, I, I don't even know how much we actually talked about how we failed and learned from it. But obviously, you know, the, the thing there. about talking... Yeah, well, the thing about talking about failure is it's not like a define like this is A, this is B, it equals C. It's literally having the conversation from the perspective of what you learned and kind of how it got you there. So, you know, that's yeah, it's not just going, I failed here and then I failed there and then I was successful here. But that's, I think, yeah, I think if there's a single person listening that's been there from the beginning, they probably would agree that we we are growing as two podcasters but you know it's part of the journey man like we we definitely aren't perfect and we're figuring it out but if you take if if you take one thing from this we're on social media right well also like i'm realizing this episode is both deep and then also about poop so like we've really just that's a talent in itself i don't know how we manage that uh, mind, I body, it. soul, and shit. <laughs> That's right. Oh my god! What what is the shit part? This is like the most listened episode. Of, oh no! Uh, but I, I actually wouldn't be against that. I feel we've gotten very real. It wasn't that we didn't want to be real before, but you know we've already joked about this before. Like episode one, especially knowing that I was going to be on YouTube and people could see it, I was like, just don't move, don't like. I'll, I'll never forget being like, for the love of God, don't burp, don't fart, don't well, breathe, don't. We were both nervous. And then like, no one watched it in the beginning. So it's not a big deal. But I talked to a friend the other day about it. And I was like, I just pretend like it's not public. <laughs> like that, like I post it and then I'm like, well, that's done. Not thinking about that again. And then just move on. Yeah. yeah. There's, there's pictures of me out there, like from high school that someone like uploaded years later and put on their Facebook where I'm like break dancing on like a, a table at high school. And it's like, I'm proud of that. Yeah. well, uh, I, like if I'm at a job interview, I'm like, oh dear God, what if they find that? Like, they're like, well, do we want some guy break dancing on our tables or whatever I was I, doing? I highly doubt that, that that would hold you back. They'd be like, this is a cool guy, real cool guy. <laughs> we need to get him some shades. <laughs> Um, well, with that being said, um, I mean, do do you just want to do it like that? Hey, we're on social email us. Yeah. You're doing it for me right now. (laughs) You want to beatbox and I'll just wrap it up. (laughs) No, not yet. We'll save that for like the hundredth episode or something. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to be ridiculous. 
you should i mean i at this point everyone knows we're on social media but i think i think it is important that you say what our email is you can email us at friends of failure podcast at gmail.com and we won't answer but we may read it <laughs> we might answer too <laughs> um we start saying things like when are you guys going to figure out there is no email no um <laughs> just a black hole you know one day it'll happen i i think sometimes i think about it i love the fact that it's there but i'm sure the issue is and why people don't do it is what's the point why would i go and email you guys right and i was I like know. dude i don't i don't know to interact with us like be a part of the party and maybe that's not enough value yet so yeah. one day Think, look at it as like venting out your failures and someone else can learn from it instead of you just sitting on that little nugget, you know? Yeah. Or like, have you ever wanted to jump on a podcast and speak your mind? Like hit us up on our email. Uh, and then they're like, yeah, dude, let's do it. And I'm like, Hey, it's going to be three months out. Cause you know, people, three to six people months. know. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be in the next five years. Um, uh, we'll see you in 2027. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, Hey, I had a really good time. I, I always do. I, I love how, you know, natural we've gotten with it and hopefully, you know, you guys listening, uh, you know, enjoyed it, but, you know, thank you for listening. Um, one fun thing about doing a podcast and it's on zoom and we're able to do it from wherever we are is I'm literally about to go back to work. Like I just did a podcast. And now I'm, I'm going to, back to work. Yeah, I get to go see my nephew, not literally, get brought into this world <laughs> the next isn't, day. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? A little crazy. Um, crazy awesome, right? Yeah. In a good way. Good crazy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Well, with that being said, we would love to leave you with our final thought. And that is life is happening for you, not to you. So go out there and do something. There we like go. Like poop out a baby. <clears throat> uh, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> cut, cut. Uh, oh, God. Delete, delete. <laughs> yeah. Sweet molasses. Um, if it's not I'm stronger than you, it's I'm wiser than you, I'm more loving than you, I'm more tolerant than you. I'm more sophisticated than you. It doesn't matter what it is, but this constant competition is going on. This is the secret. This is the secret. You can't make a mistake.